Hello and welcome to the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. We are back for our Friday episode, Daniel. It's a special one. It's Friday. This time around. It's Friday. That's fantastic news. We're here. It's great. It is great um, news. Uh, we're here to talk basketball on this episode. I can't wait. Uh, and we are all things UGA sports. So so while football is king in a lot of our hearts, we also got a, we got a squad on the hardwood this year, Daniel. We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So basketball season talk is that. upon us. We'll, we're going to talk more, obviously, as we get closer to the season. But we thought on a bye week, we've seen this team in action. They've played the one exhibition game. Uh, they got another exhibition game uh, tonight, I believe. Is that correct? Happening right now. I think they're in Charlotte tonight. I don't think yeah. that game is going to be broadcast. I think you can listen to the audio of it. But I okay. do not think you're going to be able to get eyes on it. Um, so we'll see what happens right. tonight. But, uh, yeah, thought it would be a good time to, to yep. give our thoughts on the basketball team as we get into the season. Correct. Uh, so a couple things right off the bat. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we are not recruiting gurus and uh, nor insider connection nor spies in locker rooms. We don't play that game. Uh, we are something wholly different, Daniel. What are we? We are Georgia fans, which yep. seems like that should be a no-brainer. But then a lot of times when you turn on sports podcasts, that's not what you get. You get... Um, you get people who are paid to talk about sports for a living um, and not real fans. We're a podcast for fans and by fans. Uh, and as always, we would love for you to join in the conversation. Uh, email us, lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on there. You want to get some mailbag question for next week's uh, Wednesday mailbag, you can go ahead and do that now. Get yours in early. Um, you can follow us, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast, you can leave us a rating, you can leave us a review, you can tell your friends, you can tell your aunt, uh, you can join She wants to listen. You can join the local YMCA and maybe like post a flyer on the bulletin board about the podcast. Little tearaway tab with our yeah, Twitter handle on it. Little tearaway tab that just has the like the name of the podcast on it i don't know what you put on it like you <laughs> i don't need just our twitter handle or something yeah um you can do that if you want to support the show or you can just um you know subscribe to it and uh give us a, a five-star rating that would that would also be helpful um, that seems uh, easier clint i know we're going to talk about basketball um we're going to do that in segments two and three but segment one i think rumor has it you got a little something that you're looking to say. Is that is that true? Uh, not only do I have a little something to say, Daniel, I have a lot of something to say. And um, this is this might or last episode we said if you have a weak stomach, don't don't come at the betting scene. Don't go up to the ticket window mm-hmm. unless you are fully confident. That's right. Unless that, you're gonna you're gonna cash that. Unless thing. you're gonna take Rutgers plus seven and a half. Don't don't go to the window. Like some. Like some damn fool would. Mm-hmm. Just don't do not do that. It takes an iron will and an iron stomach to go that window. Uh, Daniel, uh, be warned. Okay. This, this, this next episode is not for the faint of heart for UGA fan that fits into a category that I'm going to explain here in a moment. Feels like you're okay. going to hurt some feelings is what you're trying to say. 
I may hurt some feelings. Now, many of you are getting at Daniel for his uh, very, very pessimistic view about Florida game coming up. Daniel, is that fair to Welcome say? Welcome to my life, people. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. Pessimism is not new to me. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't it's, sit well with you, that's fine. It's. Yeah, pessimism is a warm blanket that Daniel and I have taken and actually shredded and and put down into the damp creek and then wrapped ourselves in because it feels better that way to live in that world because we like being miserable um we we enjoy being miserable people uh so i get your misery but i hate your take and this is the take uh we got news that uh we lost out on a five-star tight end daniel Hmm. right lsu wins big gets gilbert and says welcome come on down to Louisiana, mm-hmm. Louisiana, little down there, mm-hmm. you know, says, come on down, let's play. Um, and we say, great, hey, good job, well fought, Coach O, doing work, doing business, mm-hmm. getting a kid out of Georgia, hey, have fun. He was never going to uh, sign. P- he was never going to sign in Georgia, but, but whatever. Oh, but, but Daniel, okay. but Daniel, mm-hmm. don't you realize that these kids are watching our pedestrian offense mm-hmm. and we will never sign any playmakers playmakers don't want to come to to our neck of the woods and play our style of football how did this is this is why kirby needs fired immediately we got to get rid of coley get rid of kirby we can't have this look at what this game did you all are out there like south carolina and kentucky has taken years off your life and has removed any thought of this list Daniel, so for all of you out there who are saying Gilbert didn't come because he doesn't want to play, or those of you who say five-star quarterbacks don't want to come to Georgia because all they are are glorified handoff machines. Hmm. Oh, oh, okay. okay. By the way, we we got a kid slinging the ball down in Florida right now, signed to come, or letter of intent, mm-hmm. uh, to come to Georgia. Daniel, commitment over there. You're saying Carson uh, he's Beck, sl- he's going to probably back off his commitment. Is that what I should expect now? Because no. You should expect Carson Beck not to come to Georgia anymore because he's just watching us circle the drain yeah. uh, with this list, by the way. Cook, Ford, Kyrus Jackson, Bush, Fitz, J.J. Holloman, Trey Blunt, Blaylock, Jorge, McIntosh, Tongue. Guys, all four or five star recruits all at premium playmaking positions. All, a couple of them had, had some issues. JJ no longer with us, trying to get his life together. Uh, Trey at Tennessee. Um, I, I get those, uh, uh, you know, Luke. Hey, Luke, I hope you do well. One day, hope, I hope one next. day the NCAA allows you to play again. I That'd really be do, great. because we're pulling for you, brother. We, we hope that's the case. Uh, Daniel, that list I just gave out is a who's who's list. We went down and pulled out Jorge, remember, last minute mm-hmm. and said, come on, play for us. Do you think Jorge's the type of guy that doesn't want to play for a offense that is meaningful or play for championship? Does he strike you as that kind of person, Daniel? I just, he does not, Clint. He, no, he does not. He does not. Yeah. He does not. So, hey, look, Georgia fan. You are all up in your feels right now. You're not thinking rationally. Mm -hmm. We lost out on a five-star big-time recruit, and LSU got him. You know what you should do? Tip your cat to LSU. Say, well played. Good job. Don't know what you did, but you did something. That's okay. And then wait till the end of the recruiting cycle and see who signed more five-stars this year, LSU or Georgia. That's what you should do. Just wait. 
you shouldn't you shouldn't overreact. Say that no quarterback wants to come to Georgia because, because a that's tight been proven. End didn't sign. Correct. That, this just one yeah. player. Yeah. One tight end. P- which, by the P- way, S. have we? If are we gonna sign a five star tight end this year? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Washington, what's up? I mean, if we. Let, let me just why don't we just say if we don't sign a five star tight end this year, you uh-huh. can set your panties on fire like you've been like you're doing sure. right now. Like maybe sure. maybe just wait till then. Or or maybe I should say this. Was Isaac Nada some world beater that elevated our offense to a level unseen before as a five star tight end? Ugh. No. Was he good? And and did he have some flash? He did. But was he a world? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Guys, please, for the love, I, I get it. Last two games, bad taste in your mouth. We thought, we've already said, we thought last week was going to be the glass of water mm-hmm. drenching out, just, just flushing out all the sickness that was in our mouth. It wasn't. We get it. But don't don't burn the ship down because one kid went to LSU who's a five-star tight end. Please stop. I can't You're, even believe. Talk about the most overreaction theater ever. I mean, I want to say I can't even believe that this fan even exists that you're describing, but I've been a Georgia fan for too long. And so, look, we know. Go on our Twitter feed. We Daniel. know. Just oh, we know. Scroll down. And by the and way. We know who you are. By the way, hard pass. Hard, <laughs> hard pass. Just scrolling down the Twitter just feed. scrolling through Twitter because. We listen to DMs exclusively. We will on, always on read your mentions, your direct messages. Yep. We will love to have a conversation with you that way. But come on, Twitter is a place where nightmares live. Like that is yes, it that's is. true scary land. That was my that was my PSA, Daniel. My PSA is please stop overreacting about every little news flash because you're hurt that we hadn't stomped Kentucky by more than twenty one. Please stop. It's a tough time. It's a tough time to be a Georgia fan. All right, uh, enough all right, Daniel, about that. That, that ends my PSA. We should be done with that. And Daniel, we should actually move on to a much more exciting topic, which is the basketball team. Daniel, you is it fair to say true or false? Fair to okay. say. Okay, I love I love easy questions. Let's go. Easy question. True or false? Uh, you're excited about this Georgia basketball team. True or false? True. That's okay. true. Uh, tr- True or false, you're more excited about this Georgia basketball team than most things in your life currently. You lost me at most, but yes, also true. (laughs) Also true. Tell us, Daniel, why you're so excited about this team from the scrimmage you saw. Um, uh, Well, I'm excited. I was excited for this team, but even before the scrimmage, I saw... um, uh, We've talked about this before. Georgia's never had a team this talented... Georgia's never signed a class this talented. Georgia's never had a team full of so many uh, playmakers. Um, uh, So I was already excited about this team. Obviously, everyone's excited about Anthony Edwards. Um, Everyone a little bummed, um, you know, that that Claxton chooses to go to the the NBA and everyone, you know, still kind kind of thinking about him, but... Then we watched this exhibition game, and look, it's not like it was all sunshine and rainbows, the exhibition game. It's not like there were no. Um, it's not like we did not struggle, and that's the thing about this team. This is not a Final Four team. This is not even a Sweet Sixteen team. This is. I hope we make the tournament. 
like sneak in right. as a 10 seed type of team. Um, this is not a compete for the SEC type of team. But it's going to be such a fun team to watch. It's going to be such an exciting team to watch to see how these young players grow. There are going to be so many young, talented players who are going to be learning on the job. Uh, all of our complaints, for those of us that have been following Georgia basketball for a while, all of our complaints about Mark Fox centered around uh-huh. his refusal to play the young players that we were excited about. Uh, that's not happening on this team. One, because there's no choice, because two-thirds of the team is young, exciting, talented players. But also because that's not doesn't seem to be Tom Crane's philosophy. So, yes, um, I have a whole page of notes. I watched the exhibition. I watched it two full times all the way through. Um, I can't wait until we get into the regular season, Clint. Uh, well, I'm going to ask you, though. I'm going to start with you. And I'm going to ask you, uh, I think I probably know the answer to this, but who who stood out to you when you watched the the exhibition, Clint? Look, I grew up on the West Coast, and I'm going to make a absolutely ludicrous comparison. And I'm sorry, there's no way I can't make this comparison, Daniel. Um, when I watched the Lakers beat the Kings over and over and over, I watched time. one man. It was a, it was tough, a tough time. time. Tough time. I watched a man just snake his way, black mamba, like above and rise up and just dagger threes for days in the face of anybody and everybody. Okay? That's what I saw. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, dare I say, I saw something very similar in Anthony freaking Edwards. I know I just compared him to one of the greatest of all time. I get that. And I don't care because it had me feel all the feels of that exact same scenario. Kobe coming up the floor, stopping on a dime, rising up above everybody else, and just slitting guys right in the eyes with a three. Anthony Edwards, and we may spend the rest of the segment talking about Anthony Edwards, but let me just say a few things about Anthony Edwards. And his, this one is my favorite. Of all the other things that we're going to say, this is the thing about Anthony Edwards that is my favorite. His floor is so high. Like, we talk about his ceiling. You're talking about the comparisons or whatever, Kobe Bryant, whatever. His floor is so high. There is 0% chance that this kid is a bust. There's 0% chance that this kid does not live up to the hype. Because he just walks into the gym and he's already the most talented player on the floor. Like Correct. That's, that's it. I mean, like, the guy just, you just watch him, and I know this sounds crazy, but you watch him and you look at the players that we have on the court next to him, you look at the players that we've had in Georgia basketball history, the guy just moves differently. You could have never watched a basketball game in your entire life. And then sat down in front of the TV and watched, not even watched the exhibition game. I'm saying sat down in front of the TV and just watched all 30 players that played in the Uh exhibition game for both teams. Just watched them walk from one end of the court to the other. Not jump or run or shoot. Just walk across the court 
And I feel like correct. Eight out of ten people would have said that guy number five in red. He's the best player. That's he knows what he's doing. He just has that demeanor about him. And listen, you start going back to some of the names that Georgia has had in the past, and we have not had a guy like that. No, since Dominique Wilkins, there's no, there's nobody that has played at Georgia since then. Certainly not coming in as a no experience true freshman, uh, who is so clearly that kind of dude already. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a real fun year to watch this kid. It's a real fun year. Oh, Daniel, it's it's exciting, it's thrilling, uh, and buckle up, Daniel, because while we may be all excited and all ready for Anthony Edwards to do things, uh, he's not alone, Daniel. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's got some friends with him. He brought a, a chorus of angels he, to sing along with him, Daniel. He brought a gaggle of friends. With in fact, uh, he's not the only true freshman in the starting lineup, Clint. Nope. Mm-mm. What about what about your boy Tumani Kamara? The uh-huh. just completely forgotten about recruit. Nobody even knew about this kid. Nobody gave him a second thought in the recruiting process. And Tom Crean, did you hear Tom Crean when he was interviewed after the oh. game? Uh-huh. Does Tom Crean... He, he is not Kirby Smart now. Tom Crean is not Kirby Smart. No. He does not speak Kirbanese, no. okay? No, you do not need a translator to understand what Tom Crean is trying he to get across. He wears it right on his sleeve. Yes. Um, but he's not falling all over himself to deliver compliments either, okay? No. He's not. Um, but when he starts talking about this kid, his eyes start to light up. And he came out and said, this kid's going to play a lot of basketball this year. Like, oh, he's going to play a lot of minutes. Like, this is a starter on this team. Uh, Tom Crane listed his versatility, his athleticism, his toughness. Um all things that this team desperately need. And I'll just say, in the first two minutes of that exhibition game, Tumani Kamara made a little stutter step shimmy from the wing, and he drove the ball into the lane and scored on a layup. And I, I wrote down on my sheet, I just immediately went to my notes, and I wrote this down. And this uh-huh. is, I genuinely believe this. This is the, this is the thing. This is real-time reaction that Daniel's given and us. Now, and now, days later, I still stand by it. Okay? Tumani Kamara is the most dynamic offensive freshman that the University of Georgia has had in decades. And he's not the best freshman on this team. But if you took Anthony Edwards off of Georgia, then we would still have the most dynamic offensive freshman that Georgia has had in decades. Listen, Contavious Caldwell-Pope was not a dynamic offensive player his freshman year. He was a pretty good shooter, is what he was. This guy is is athletic. Uh, he he's making basketball moves. He he looks like he knows what he's doing. To be honest with you, he looks like he's miles ahead of most of the juniors and seniors that I'm used to watching. Wear the red yeah, and black. That's this a is very a kid. I'm, this is a kid I'm very 
excited about as the season moves on. Yep. Uh, Daniel has more thoughts for us. Don't worry. He has sheets upon sheets upon sheets to talk about. I do. Uh, so that wraps it, wraps it up for segment two. But don't worry. We're coming back for segment three, talking about more college basketball. But first... Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, Daniel. You, uh, who else stood out to you? You watched this game and took copious notes, as you said. We watched this game, both of us, and we just came away picking our jaws up off the floor. Uh, how impressed we were with this squad. Who else stood out to you besides the the aforementioned uh, new new recruits? Oh, I'm not going to go to the the player that is, was that stood out to me that the the most. He was actually the second most impressive player in the game to me, behind Anthony Edwards. Um, I'm not going to go to him next because I feel like I'm obligated okay. to next go and talk about the player that I said was going to be the key to the season. Okay. If you recall. Yeah, I, I remember. I recall. I said that Rayshon Hammonds, I thought, was the key to the season. Now, Rayshon Hammonds, um, he ended up scoring. He ended up contributing to the game. Um, he ended up kind of turning things around. But, man, when this game started, it was the same old Rayshon Hammonds. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yep. The guy just looks bored playing basketball. I don't understand it. He looks soft. He looks lost. He looks passive. And he just looks disinterested and bored. I can't think... It looks like somebody took the jelly out of his donut and then gave it back to him, Daniel, is is what it looks like. I can't figure this guy out. And when you listen to Tom Crane talk, it seems like he's, he's seeing the same thing. Like, he... And Tom Crean seems to be just as confused as I am. Like, this kid seems to have all the talent in the world. He's got the size. He's got the versatility. He he can go put the ball in the basket when he wants to. But, gosh, he's just so – he just is so soft. Like, I, it's going to be a long year if Rayshon Hammonds is the best rebounder on the court for Georgia. Because he's the yeah. worst rebounding six nine guy I've ever seen in my entire life, like ever. Is would you say Daniel rebounding? Uh, what's what's the key? What's the one characteristic you have to have when rebounding more than anything else? Uh, it starts with a T and it ends with an uffness. There it is. Yeah, that's not Rayshon's strong suit to this point. Nope. Uh, and listen, I don't know if you know this about basketball, but yeah. unless the other team turns it over, there's only two ways to get the ball back. One of them is uh-huh. they score points and you take it out of bounds. That, seems that seems like the less that desirable not preferable. option. Uh-huh. The other one is you get a rebound. That's how you get the ball in freaking basketball. It's important. It's an important thing that you can do. Uh, this team's going to struggle rebounding. Um, we're going to have to find some guys that can rebound. Uh, I was not overly impressed. He did turn it on late. Um, yeah. Amanze, uh, 
He was more impressive to me. He's really been working on that jumper. People have been comparing Amaze to to Yante Mayton sort of quietly for a while. Like since he was a freshman, uh-huh. people have been comparing him to Yante. And I'm if he keeps working that jumper, I'm going to start to see it. I'm going to start to see the comparisons uh coming in cuz uh I did like what I saw out of Amaze, but I'm going to go What's your yeah, give me, give me your another, number 1 to yet another freshman. Listen, here's what I wrote on my sheet, and I wrote it uh, about f- five minutes into the game. Um, they uh, the six, a sixth grader ran out onto the court. Um, it was like a fan uh, interaction time. It was like during a timeout, and then I realized, nope, that was one of our players. <laughs> that, yep. that was Severe Wheeler. He's an actual scholarship athlete at the University of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> And here's what I wrote down on my sheet. I mean, I'm telling you, he ran out onto the court five minutes into the game, and I promise you before he did anything, before they threw the ball in bounds, I wrote on my sheet, Severe Wheeler is going to be a factor this year. And I was you, right. You did not. And I was right, Clint. You. I was right. Because this kid is the starting point guard. To In my mind, this kid's going to start the first game of the season at point guard. And if he doesn't start the first game of the season, he's going to play the vast majority of the minutes this season uh, at point guard. And I love this kid uh, oh, oh, uh, an exorbitant amount. I'm gonna... not, not, more than, not more than Turtle Jackson. <laughs> Surely not more than Turtle Jackson. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. Um, <laughs> Will he bounce the ball as though he is trying to throw it to the basement of the gym? <laughs> oh gosh, there's nothing. There's nothing better than the way Turtle Jackson used to dribble the ball, guys. It's yep. <laughs> um, no, listen. Um, this kid, everybody, because this is Georgia, everybody wants to compare this kid to JJ Frazier because yeah. they're both four feet nine inches tall. <laughs> um, but let me just tell you this: Severe Wheeler is not JJ Frazier, and I love you, JJ. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, Appreciate it. But I mean that in a good way. I mean he's not JJ Frazier, and I—that's a compliment to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a kid back in like 2012-ish. He played for Kentucky. Clint. His name was Tyler Ulis. Do you remember this kid? I do. Tyler Ulis was my least favorite Kentucky player of all time because he was the most annoying, most consistently good, pesky, uh, defensive nuisance that there ever was yep. on a basketball court. He was the same size as J.J. Frazier. You know what Tyler Ulis is doing with his life right now? What's happening? He's playing for the Sacramento Kings. That's what he's doing ah. with his life right now. Um, Severe Wheeler is more like that guy than he is like J.J. Frazier. J.J. Frazier was a shooting machine. He was a scorer. That is not who Severe Wheeler is. Severe Wheeler no. is a distributor, a point guard, and he is going to be a defensive nightmare for teams. We used to put... Like, we used to not be able to play man-to-man defense when J.J. Frazier was in the game. We have to play zone because every person he was guarding was a was a mismatch. Every person Severe Wheeler is guarding is a mismatch because he's going to take the ball from them. He is... Correct. Uh, he is the perfect 
little guy point guard, and I cannot wait to watch him play this year. I, I'm you a take, huge you fan. Take, you take Patrick Beverly and you shrink him down two feet, and you got yourself Wheeler. <laughs> two feet. That's that might be an aggressive <laughs> shrink, but yeah, oh, that's your right. point. It would, would be a very. Uh, if anybody knows about aggressive shrink, Daniel, your um, your point is well taken. I'm going to name two names, Clint, and I want you to tell me which one of them has a better year this year. Okay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> Tyree Crump and Jordan Harris. Oh gosh, those are the two names you give me. That's what I'm giving you. In my mind, Tyree be- Crump and Jordan Harris are battling for starting spot. Like these are the two. Shooting guards, or yeah. or th- whatever position we don't have positions, whatever these no, are. No, we don't. These guys are, you know, number five and number six or whatever on the roster. So who's gonna be? Who's gonna have a better year? Uh, it's gotta be Harris. Harris it has to be Harris. You're going Harris. Has to be. Has to be because dude. you don't trust Tyree, or because you think Jordan Harris is gonna show you something. Little little column A, little column B. Two no. things can be true at the same time. Tyree Crump's just so much pros and cons, man. He's just still the same old guy. He's the same old guy he always was. Uh, Jordan yep. Harris is our best defender, and so I will give him that. I, I like it when Jordan Harris is on the court. Uh, if he could just consistently hit a jumper, then he would, would be, be, nice. he would be Bruce Bowen if he could just consistently hit a jumper. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, look at you. Okay. Uh, Bruce Bowen, by the way, if you're under the age of 30, is a guy that used to play huh. basketball and now wears – he's a bow tie model. He he just – Bow tie aficionado. He, and when Daniel said he used to play basketball, he used to abuse all NBA players on the wing. Like, like you think Kawhi abuses people? Like, just go go Bruce Bowen. Go some throwback Bruce Bowen. He's unreal. Uh – I still don't know. This is not our official basketball preview. We're going to do an official basketball preview, I assume, at some point. I don't know. Let's just say this is maybe our official basketball preview. How many? How, how, we, got, how, we got 13 days left. How 12, many games, days how many games is this team winning, Clint? Oh, gosh, Daniel. Uh, how many How many we win last year? Last year we were... Let me pull it we up. We're not good for you. No, to, we were just for the record. We were eleventh we in the SEC last year. And, is that good? Um, no, it's not good. We were. Oh, why would you give me that? That's not what I wanted. Uh, we were eighteen and fifteen. That is shocking to me that we even got that many wins. Is that right? Uh, no, that can't be that's right. That's not right. That cannot be right. That was two years ago. Thank you. That was two years ago. What just happened? No. Wait. Why, why no, did that? Why did that pull up? I don't know. I don't know how many games we won last year. We Clint. we won last year. Are you ready for this? Yes. Because this is the truth. We were eleven and twenty-one. Eleven and twenty-one. Okay, so we won eleven games. More over or under eleven, Clint. Over. Okay. <laughs> give me. Give me the over. Uh, how many games we won in this year? Twenty. Twenty games. Twenty. If this team wins twenty games, I'll be thrilled. We're winning twenty games. I'll be thrilled. I'm gonna put us at. I'm gonna put us at eighteen. I'm gonna put us somewhere in that. Like eighteen and 
14, 18, and 15, whatever, how many games we play, it's going to it's gonna come down to, like, we're going to be going to the SEC tournament at the end of the year sweating our butts off as to whether or not the we get total. into the big dance. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. Uh, well, that does it for us on our Locked On episode. Uh, if you could give us a rating, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your auntie about us. She wants to listen. She does. Uh, tell Tom Crean that we would have him on anytime. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you on, Tom. We'd love to have you on, Tom. Uh, we'll be back next week where uh, the bye week is over. We'll get more pressers, more information from Kirby on what's happening uh, as we head into the largest cocktail party, Daniel. Can't wait. It's, uh, it's here. By almost. can't wait, I mean I'm about to throw up in a bucket currently just thinking about it. So that's great. Uh, I am both talking and throwing up in a bucket at the same time. That's how nervous I am. Fantastic. <laughs> um, thanks, guys. All right. See you.